Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sean. And Bobby. And we're going to go through kind of a rundown since we've gotten some feedback from you all as to who we are as podcast hosts beyond the sultry voices on the other side of your car radio or headphones. What makes our hearts tick? What makes our eyes go up and down and get bright? And what makes us smile? Yeah, kind of broad subject, but I think we might have some fun with this and kind of talk about give you guys a little bit more insight into who we are as people, not as, you know, these hard rangers. The hardest. I mean, I know everyone here thinks that I'm probably uh, a Leo, given the way I communicate, but I'm actually, I think, a Cancer. Uh, Dude, I don't know, According man. to that my birthday. That's all made, that's just all made it, it up. It means a lot to me. My horoscopes run my life. My, my daily sequence of events is I wake up and I have an app that tells me what my day should look like. Usually it involves meeting someone very fun and engaging and then having to overcome a challenge or something. I don't know. Oh, that's weird because the first thing that I do when I wake up is I check my whoop score to see what my recovery is. Oh, humble brag. I was grandfathered into the whoop culture and I don't have to pay like all you other peasants do. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Just as a uh, actually as like a ser- on a serious note, uh, people ask us about whoop straps and kind of the recovery thing for it. So I'll give you guys kind of my uh, stance on whoop and like my history with whoop. So I bought my whoop strap probably in like two or three years ago uh, back when they like were just brand new. So I just paid like $250 for the strap itself. And uh, when they rolled out the new subscription model, like I think earlier this year, uh, I was grandfathered in and they didn't have to pay the subscription model. But what, what WHOOP is, uh, basically it measures your heart rate re- heart rate variability uh, and it uses that as a metric for your recovery and how rested you are. Um, to get kind of into the science without getting too deep in the science, your heart rate variability is uh, influenced by your autonomic nervous system, which is broken down into your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. Your parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for kind of rest and digest and kind of relaxation, where your sympathetic uh, nervous system is kind of the fight or flight and like the high stress situations. So basically with the heart rate variability, it's measuring the um, kind of the interval between heartbeats uh, in milliseconds. And um, imagine like it's a um, like a pendulum, how it swings side to side. Um, you swing side to side based on parasympathetic and sympathetic. And if you're in one side more than the other side, uh, it shows that you are non-equilibrium and disproportionately balanced towards either the stress side or the relaxed side, either of which um, you want to be ideal. You want to be kind of in the middle where you're both uh, sympathetic and parasympathetic uh, and I and quality. So... Uh, I think Whoopstrap is a pretty good tool to let you know how recovered you are, um, but I don't use it so much anymore. I usually just use it right now just to see how I'm sleeping um, and then just get a snapshot of my recovery. Um, I don't let it dictate really my training or working out because um, there are days where I, f- I wake up like in, in the red or like really poorly recovered, but I perform very well. And there are days where I wake up like in the green uh, or quote unquote, uh, very recovered, but feel like shit and don't want to train. So it really just, um, I use it kind of as a metric to see how I'm feeling, to see how uh, my training is going, uh, and then going from there. Oh, geez, Rick, I'm just a Morty. Uh, wh- wh- what would a Morty know about any of that? 
Yeah, so if you're not like a nerd like me and not into the science aspect of it, I would actually not recommend Whoop because it is one, expensive as hell, and two, uh, doesn't really give you that much that you don't really know about your own body in terms of if you feel good, probably train. If you don't feel good, don't train. And like we said, we recommend only products that we think objectively would improve your fitness, especially for individuals in the military. And that's where um, we've teamed up with Paragon as the sponsor of this podcast because of the extensive trials that we've run with it. And obviously, Bobby, you know, um, as our as our testimonial guy here, especially with the whoop strap, being able to observe the effects that it had on his sleep and recovery. Yeah, and like uh, I mentioned before, but um, with based on the whoop strap tracking my sleep, uh, with Paragon's uh, night gain supplement, like my slow wave sleep bumped up like two or threefold. It was like a significant change. Okay, so talking everything not sleep, uh, I really do wake up and uh, have a, a list of things that you know got to get done, especially being a 1L at, at Fordham Law. Um, but other than that, trying to run you know, with Bobby here, a, a site that not only has, uh, you know, measurements that you can, you can see yourself against for preparing for a score selection, but something that's also attainable. So, you know, knocking out two a days, uh, you know, every morning doing a strength and an endurance piece and then accessory in the evening and another endurance piece, because, you know, believe it or not, all, all of the programs that we're putting out are being tested, um, by us or have been tested by us because you know we're committed to making sure that if we're going to put you guys in a pain cave that at one point we've sat there with you yeah absolutely like uh i wouldn't like write some of these workouts without trying them myself and knowing how shitty they are like uh like sean was saying about two a days like my normal routine is i wake up uh actually wake up pretty early uh during school uh, I wake up probably around five, and then I do some intervals on my ski erg in my living room. Uh, that's how I get my day started. Uh, it does kind of, I won't say suck, but it is hard waking up that early in the morning sometimes, and dragging myself out of bed to just suffer on uh, a piece of a cardio equipment. But I think this comes back to a little bit of identity and building uh, good habits. So I like to think of myself as a type of person that does hard things and a type of person that doesn't take the easy route. Oh, hell no. And the easy route being when I make coffee, I used to put creamer in it. I used to have the best creamer. And let me tell you, pumpkin spice season was year round. And then when I visited you and I woke up, you said, here's your coffee. And I looked down and it was just brown water and it was what am I supposed to do with this? And just like a fine wine, I guess there are tannins I have to taste or something, but that's a hard, that's hard. You, you want to see a hard dude? I drink, I drink my coffee without creamer now. Yeah. Like, uh, that's another thing that I actually really love is coffee. It's kind of weird. I wasn't like big in the coffee until like this past year when I started getting into it. And coffee is like wine. There's like so many intricacies to like growing coffee in terms of like altitude it's grown at, the environment it's grown at, how it's roasted and how it's washed, and then how, what goes into a cup of coffee. Uh, so if you guys are really interested in coffee, 
uh, I would recommend buying a pour over set, like a Hario V60 pour over set, buying an electric kettle, and then just experimenting with different coffees, coffee beans, and coffee roasts. Like there's so much to really learn and experience. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely not there. I recommend if you have a French press, don't pour the whole contents once you're finished down the drain because you'll clog it. And if you don't have anything at the bottom of your drain to say dispose of those grinds, you're going to see your sink get backed up, uh, which was the case in my apartment because uh, I don't know how to drink coffee. I'll tell you what, I can't drink hot coffee either. There's like a perfect temperature. I have to have mine. And then 45 seconds after that temperature has been reached, it gets too cold for my consumption. It's, it's a little weird. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the listeners would agree that uh, I'm pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like uh, Clint Eastwood. I don't drink my no, I mean, cowboy I'm, uh, coffee. Uh, I'm Jackson Maynard. Uh, you know, Lady Gaga loves me. You know, people <laughs> want to say both names uh, when you get famous. Just Jackson. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good voice. Pretty good impersonation. Well, yeah, my GPA at college was awful because I watched way too many movies. Ooh. Claude Speaking Rains, The Invisible Man, classic. I was say. Speaking of movies, let's do some favorite movies. Oh, uh, Point Break. Which one? There's only one Point Break to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going down. You killed a cop. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Give me two, Utah. Give me two. Some quarterback punk. Don't you know who this is? Johnny Utah, number eight, Ohio State Buckeye. Oh, yeah, man. You were all conference before you blew out your knee. At what point in America were surf bums watching every major conference championship? Dude, I don't know, man. Like, I love Point Break, but some of the stuff I'm just like, I don't think surfer bros really watch college football. Well, or, I guess with, uh, I don't know. Or, or the young kid that looks like a, like a more masculine Kristen Stewart that says, Surfing changed my life, swear to God, when oh, yeah. he's buying his board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Kristen Stewart for the longest while. You can, too, if you watch it and don't IMDB it. Yeah, you guys, uh, if you haven't seen Point Break, fucking get on. Is it on Netflix? No, just don't be cheap. Go buy it. I don't yeah, care what the digital cost it. is. Worth it. Uh, anything with The Rock, I'll, except Tooth Fairy. I won't watch Tooth Fairy uh, I think that's the only rock movie. I uh, Scorpion King. I won't watch Scorpion that. Scorpion King was great. That's when he started. His face looks like someone took like Randy Couture and just let him beat it for a couple minutes before the scene started. I don't know. I was a big fan of the Mummy series back then. Like that was a good series. Oh, it's such like a classic. The music, the themes. I don't know anything about any of what I just said, but I thoroughly enjoyed Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, uh, good guy. Great guy. Yeah. As far as my favorite movie, my favorite movie is probably The Big Lebowski. The Dude Abides. The Dude Abides. Dude, the rug really tied the room together. <laughs> Dude, the Chinaman is not the issue here. You're out of your element, Donnie. Dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> I don't roll on Schober Chavez. Market zero, dude. Market zero. <laughs> Foot was on the line. Market <laughs> eight, dude. 
I actually went bowling the other day, and I actually quoted Big Lebowski, and everyone kind of looked at me weird. And I was like, you motherfuckers. Well, now seeing the Big Lebowski and then watching Avengers Endgame with Chris Hemsworth constantly being referred to as Lebowski was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the scene where he's like, they're in uh, Iceland or whatever, and he's just sitting there, <laughs> sitting there on the couch with the, the beer gut and like the, uh, the poncho. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Cinemax has been out for a week. <laughs> you know what flows through my veins? Cheese Whiz? Thunder. <laughs> Great movie. Well, I think good movie for Thor. The rest of it? Uh... It's just like uh, Godzilla, like King of the Monsters. There was, oh. there was too much of the emotional thing. I, I don't care about Scarlett Johansson's character. Could not care less about, you know, the bow and arrow man. Uh, I want to see more Thor. I want to see more Guardians of the Galaxy. Doctor Strange, like, get them involved. I I don't care about Tony Stark's story arc throughout the entire Avengers. Because I'll be honest, most of the movies, I didn't like his character to begin with. Really? Uh, Iron Man number one was was okay. Uh, The other ones were just, like, the one where people would blow up. Oh, I didn't. I actually liked Iron Man. I like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. I thought he was a good character. I thought he was good. I thought he's good when he's supported by a surrounding cast of superheroes. Really, standalone. I'm not a fan. Really, I always enjoyed the Iron Man series. No, no, it needs to have you know like Steve Rogers in there. Uh, Um, They could reshoot that with Ryan Reynolds, and then maybe I'd buy like the movie if it was like Deadpool and Iron Man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Deadpool. It's too meta for me. I think everyone likes Deadpool because it's just so funny, but I just don't laugh enough at it to understand the jokes, apparently. Yeah, I think it's just like the two, was it third third screen or whatever it is? Yeah, they, the fourth wall. Whatever, yeah, whatever that shit is called. Uh, but you mentioned Godzilla, and I... Oh, God. Oof, Ken Watanabe. Like, what a... I teared up in that scene. That, that was... It was magical. Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, uh, by the way. <laughs> if you haven't seen Godzilla, King of Monsters. You're an idiot. Uh, 100% worth it. I probably wouldn't pay to watch it, but I'll probably watch for free somehow. Probably from torrenting it. Uh, didn't hear for us. We're not endorsing pirating. But or your parents' credit card and iTunes. Yeah. But great movie. I love... I. Like, absolutely love the movies where I just turn my brain off and just enjoy the cinematic experience. Oh, Radon, Mothra. There was some giant mammoth thing. Oh, yeah. Godzilla's awesome. There was some alien stuff that was thrown in there. And then you had, like, just, you know, some fantastic, you know, and really, I think, Oscar-worthy acting from... Godzilla, like Ken Watanabe. Like, oh, I was gonna say Godzilla. <laughs> I did not Godzilla. watch that movie for the acting. Well, what Anne Hathaway got an Academy Award for like forty-five seconds of singing and shaving her head in Les Mis. You can't tell me that Ken Watanabe does not deserve an Academy Award for being the first human ever on screen to touch Godzilla's face, share a, a looking embrace. Before sacrificing himself for the radiation release to bring Gojira back. Gojira. Gojira. What, is it Go- Gorilla? I think, no, I think it's Gojira. Gojira? <laughs> Come on, Bobby. Not to be, not to be racist. <laughs> you should. 
first of all, I was I was born in America. I don't speak with an accent. <laughs> no, you don't. But like, don't look at me like I'm going to be the the subject matter expert when it comes to that pronunciation. What pronunciation? Godzilla. Are you referring to the Asian pronunciation? I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Yeah. Interesting. Where I promise John's not a racist. Mm-mm. I I love Godzilla though. It was like such a good movie. You could literally go through and edit that whole thing out of the human experience, and it would be just an awesome movie to watch. Oh yeah, because Eleven's in it from Stranger Things, isn't she? I don't watch that show. Yeah, not very strong acting. I put it that way. I'll tell you what they need to do is they need to bring back uh, Narcos season five with Javier Pena and uh, Agent Stephen Murphy. That's that's my go-to show on Netflix when I binge outside of the office. Les is everyone's go-to show. Yeah, I'll be honest, cannot get into Narcos. Okay. Mostly because my I don't speak Spanish that well, so reading subtitles and having to actually pay attention to the show kind of detracts from the overall experience for me. Oh, I think that's what makes it so good. I mean, it's the same reason that Marco Polo was so incredible for two seasons. Never watched it. Like, I don't speak, like, the three languages that they highlight for that show at all. But, like, the show's incredible, the cinematography. But Narcos is, the, one, the music's phenomenal. Two, the acting and the storytelling is phenomenal. I mean, normally in a series you get to, like, if there's eight episodes... The seventh episode, everything gets resolved. Narcos is like, no, dude, like you're gonna have to wait till midway through the eighth episode if you think this main character is gonna pull it out. Have you seen Ozarks? Yeah, like four episodes. You don't like it? Oh, I like Ozark. I'm like Stan. When I watched Ozarks, all I heard was like shit noises and uh, just a bunch of turds on TV. It's kind of rough. I actually like Jason Bateman in that role. I like the show a lot, but I guess like. Uh I think it's two or three seasons. I don't know how many seasons there are. But it's like, Missouri, it's, man. I don't like that's another state. Don't ever visit. Don't ever go. Stay away. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Missouri. Actually, I'm pretty sure I've never been to Missouri. Daniel Tosh does a like a bit on like the central states about how like way more people would probably be pro war if instead of having to go halfway around the world to fight our enemies, you just brought them. And just dropped them in states like Missouri and Nebraska <laughs> so we could go home at night and sleep on our beds, too. Like, Missouri is that state. It's empty. Nobody wants it. I'm sure a lot of people live there and love it. I'm never going to be one of them. Yeah. You know, got to uh, either love it or hate it. Yeah, I hate it. There's one road that goes through it. And on that one road, I didn't see a single sign for anything other than, what's that? What's that place? Countries? Uh, Cracker Barrel. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Barrel was every single exit. Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, yeah, Kansas City's in Missouri, like because that makes sense. Yeah, but also in Kansas too. Yeah, again, states can't get their shit together. I don't want to yeah. visit. So speaking of states, what do you think? What is your favorite state in the states? Conus. Conus favorite state would probably be uh, Virginia or, or Pennsylvania. Although California has grown on me a lot. Why? I love Virginia uh, because the beaches are nothing to write home about whatsoever. The bay is though. The bay is beautiful. 
Um, they've got a bunch of pretty deep rivers that run all the way down into the uh, Shenandoah. You've got the Blue Ridge Mountains, so you get you know the best of both worlds between some small winter sports and hiking. Uh, it's really massive and expansive once you go down south on 81. Uh, similar thing for Pennsylvania, great you know rivers flowing through it. Um, people tend to be really, really nice. The highways aren't too crushing except on the Schuylkill outside of Philly. Um, people generally know how to drive above the speed limit, you know, in the left two lanes, which is a real big indicator for me of the education level of a state. If people know that the left lane is not for people just abiding the law. And uh, I feel like that's almost like a reverse association. Like the more educated you are, the less fast you drive in the left lane. No, absolutely not. The, I think the smarter people drive the fastest in the left lane. I'm going to stick to it. And Virginia and Pennsylvania does it. And while you hate Jersey, everyone in Jersey drives fast. That's one thing I do like about the East Coast. Everybody drives fast. Uh, if I had a favorite state, I'd probably say Washington State or somewhere out uh, in either the Rockies, like Colorado or Utah. Or overhyped, been there, done that. Oregon or Washington State. I'll tell you what, for everyone listening, Colorado's beautiful. There is no doubt about that. I lived there for two years. I enjoyed having the Epic Pass and really taking advantage of some of the slopes that are out there. But I got to tell you, there's one major road that you have to take to get everywhere in Colorado, and that's I 25. And between Colorado Springs and Denver and boulder it is like constantly under construction this is where i talk about people being smart if i'm in the left lane and it's 65 and i'm only going 60 and no one seems to have a problem with it i'm going to take that as a personal offense to my character that you don't want to move out of the way for my vehicle to pass that's just being rude that's being selfish i don't like selfish yeah i think washington state's pretty similar in that they have i-5 that goes up and down the kind of the eastern or western washington uh, but it's also equally shitty in terms of I was just there, uh, but like traffic starts around like noon every day. <laughs> yeah. Who gets off work? I remember trying to skip out of work early thinking I'm not going to hit any traffic today on this highway. And the next thing I know, everyone had the exact same idea. It, it never ends. But I will say about Washington, I actually prefer Washington State over Colorado because Washington State offers you so much more in terms of city life uh outdoors you can travel anywhere asia's at your doorstep true um i would say that like you can go anywhere you can travel pretty extensively out of washington especially uh flying space a uh i don't know if any of you guys are our listeners know about space a but if you're in the military and have never flown space a you are fucked up and let me tell you about space a so what space is is space available. Basically, the Air Force uh, flies missions every day, uh, and basically they will take on passengers at either free or like five dollar fees to go fly along with them. So when I was in Washington, I flew to Japan and Korea for free and flew back for free. I've flown from Dover to Germany for free and flown back from Germany to Dover for free as well. Um, if you are by an Air Force base or a passenger terminal and haven't taken advantage of Space A. Or thank them for their service. Or thank them for their service. You are doing it wrong. And not to mention, you're flying on like a C-17. So like you can lay down on the plane. 
Oh yeah, bring bring a hammock. Like yeah. you can strap that thing up to any number of the cargos that they'll have on there and to the the side of the plane. It's it, I've never flown space a, so <laughs> I'm what a nerd. What a dork, right? What a nerd. Uh but no, I would I would probably tend to agree like you know, Colorado is cool. I've never been to Washington except for like uh like a training event or two. Um but Colorado didn't have much beyond Colorado. Colorado and the yeah. f- the food that was there was very much indicative of the livestock that they kept, you know, on the ranges. It wasn't, you know, somewhere where you can get fresh seafood because you would never buy seafood from a landlocked state. <laughs> and it wasn't far enough south to have any real influence um, from Central, Latin, and, and South America, which I absolutely love eating that food. And it, it was just really, like, vanilla yeah. as, a, as a state. But... We both lived in the great state of Georgia. Um, I got to live in the equivalent of Philadelphia, and you lived in what I would assume is like Pittsburgh or Erie. Uh, so what were your views about living in Georgia? Because I, I thought Georgia was awesome. So uh, it's kind of mixed. Like during the time, I didn't really enjoy living in Columbus. But looking back on it now, I actually kind of miss it because – uh, maybe because of the people that I knew there and like all this stuff, maybe I just associate living there with having good experiences from work. Oh, Columbus has come a long way too yeah. in the last decade. But when we're there, when I was there, like the Riverwalk was starting to get like developed, like the downtown Columbus started becoming a thing. It was like not a bad place to live. I like had a loft downtown. It was a pretty nice. Iron Bank. Yeah, Iron Bank Coffee had was it the social social the restaurant or the loft the loft loft yeah loft was it the, the, the mac and cheese the mac and cheese absolutely the, mac and cheese. the buffalo chicken diff yeah <laughs> with those uh weird fried uh like homemade potato chips yeah oh yeah the thick cut chips but yeah i actually uh i actually kind of miss columbus i think it's gonna come a long way and like um there's actually a, surprisingly a lot more to do than i remembered there i thought every single time that i went back to benning like it was fantastic well what was the place that we ate at that had we had an eating competition where if, like, you finished, oh, like, their five-pound yeah. burrito and, like, a quesadilla, the meal was free. Otherwise, it was 30 bucks. Like, you walked in, and I, I felt bad for them because... I feel like you should tell the story from the, from the top. So, uh, Bobby was doing intermittent fasting and was also consuming, like, what was your meal? Like, 4,500 calories a day? Something like 4,000 calories. It, so, it, food for him was not an issue, and we'd been waiting all day to go eat. I obviously... Was not gonna be able to put down this meal, but we get there and the waiter is so excited to tell us about this new promotion that they're doing. Bobby is like, "Yeah, I got it." And I was like, "Cool, cool. Like this looks like it'll be a challenge." Except when they brought out this giant burrito, in the back of my head, I'm like, "Man, this challenge isn't gonna last very long. Like Bobby's gonna house this." And sure enough, not only do you house it, he comes back and you ordered more food. And it was so bad that I went back with uh, my buddy Nick like two or three weeks later, and they essentially had to triple it because of you. <laughs> you ruined it because you had to do intermittent fasting, and you had to you had to really crush that chef's dream. He was probably like, no one's going to fucking eat this yeah. first night that it's out on the table and somebody's ordering more food on top of it. Yeah, it was What like, a dick. I think it was like a burrito, like a big burrito, like three tacos and a plate of fries and like a drink yeah i think it was like a uh, like a large soda yeah i was like 
Come on, <laughs> this is like a normal. Was it dinner. called? Was that Valer? Was I it? think it's Vallarta. Yeah, Vallarta. Yeah, yeah. Vallarta. Right outside. Uh, what gate was that? Gate three. I don't. I don't remember. It was right outside. It wasn't the main oh, one. It's on Victory. Like right outside Victory. Yeah. On Victory Drive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> just like when, just the look on the guy's the waiter's face when I asked him when I ordered more food. Oh, it took no time at all. Yeah. Took took no time at all. Um. Yeah, I I loved it. Also, I love Savannah. Yeah, I, I would say like Savannah is vastly different from Columbus. Place was was great. Uh, had a very like bachelorette scene like downtown, which kind of got annoying because every single night. Um, the only thing I'll say that I absolutely loved about Savannah, uh, you know, consistently the the tattoo scene there. If like you had to get a tattoo, anonymous tattoos, I've. My sleeve was finished there, and I've got three other buddies that have gotten sleeves there from Clay McKay, and they're just like I I look at that as like where I got some tattoos that suck, but the only ones that people have ever been like, no, that doesn't look bad, which you know it's a good tattoo, <laughs> or his sleeve and you know some of the other work that he's done. So like Savannah's got you know great uh, artists because of SCAD, and then a lot of them transition over to being tattooers and tattooists and it's just a it's a great spot if you need to get ink work done it just takes a while to sit down for them i don't know i feel i still have a uh, a good feeling for tacoma like my guys in tacoma and everyone that's seen my like left arm that has like the the sleeve in progress has always complimented it like i think the northwest between like seattle and like in portland i think that is like a great tattoo scene too i remember when i first got my sleeve it was before they updated the blue book and we had gotten word oh they're changing it so that you now can go and get a sleeve like afterwards and i came back and i remember uh someone in the unit was like oh we didn't actually update that policy yet for the tattoos like you're still now out of regs. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I've got to wear long sleeves everywhere now until this actually gets written down. Are you talking about, like, the Ranger Blue Book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the standards. Like That, that was a thing? That yeah, was a thing. Like, you couldn't go – once you had tattoos, once you were in, you could not go and get, like – there was more. some – Yeah, more or uh, something, like, larger than, like, your form or something. I remember I got, in, I got some uh, some heat for it. Um, but then we deployed, so no one cared about it anymore. And then we got back, and they they changed it. Huh? I don't know. I don't remember that being a thing. But yeah. I didn't have a sleeve back then either. So I guess it didn't really apply to me. All the cool kids did it. Yeah, all the cool kids have have sleeves. So I should. I have a. I'm kind of split right now. Do you think I should get a second sleeve? Yeah, <laughs> like 100. <laughs> percent I don't know. My girlfriend Christina, she uh, is not a fan of having two sleeves. She says it's quote tacky. Well, I guess I know who's not getting a Christmas gift from me this year. <laughs> Christina. Shout out to Christina. I love you, baby. Christina. I love you. <laughs> He's going to get a second sleeve. I mean, like, I think the only thing we're now considering is, you know, what kind of awesome knuckle tats and uh, neck, tats. neck tats can we get? <laughs> I want I want Abe Lincoln or maybe I'll just get all of Mount Rushmore across my throat. <laughs> I'll say I'm, I'm hoping one day they change the uh, tattoo policy in the army for like hand and neck tattoos, but uh, I mean I'm gonna be in for the next. I'm in for twenty at the because that's really what someone wants to see from their surgeon coming yeah. in. I wonder, like I always, it's actually funny that you say that because like uh, at my hospital, so I go to school in Camden, New Jersey, 
it's so different the mentality on the east coast versus the west coast like on the east coast nobody really has tattoos except like the uh i guess undesirable types so like when people see my tattoo the baskets of deplorables yeah the deplorables (laughs) yeah so like uh like while i'm in the hospital patients usually don't care uh but like always the doctors that kind of give me like a second look and like who is this dude that's tatted up we stayed at a holiday inn last night yeah stayed at holiday inn who's the tatted up jack dude (laughs) who is this guy objectively he can say he's jacked guys he's jacked yeah i mean you guys have seen me with my shirt off on the uh instagram post yeah i uh i've i've yet to show like my sleeves off at school i don't think i will for a couple weeks um but rest assured, like, I'm going to get my, like, lawyer voice on. And then when I get real cereals. Roll up the sleeves. Roll up the sleeves. Yeah. I'll be like, your honor, this man is guilty. And I can show you from the hard work I've put in in my life. <laughs> sleeves come up. And like, yeah. oh, my God, I have to go with them, guys. Yes. I think it's kind of weird, too, like, the tattoo culture where you are geographically. Like, on the West Coast, like, everybody's tattoos. Like, it's not like abnormal to see tattoos but like in new jersey like i hate to kind of say it but like people that tattoos are like not the type of people oh uh, it's yeah everywhere on the east coast looks at tattoos as like if you have one and it's like something that you got on your ribs so you can make a really cool cut on your workout shirt so that people see that like you don't have abs but you have something like cool written for your family crest like yeah that's sweet or if you have like one on the top of your arm uh that isn't it's like seen, a family name yeah you know like that's name. that's a sweet one but no i mean when i first got mine uh on on my chest which was d- just uh, such a, i would have redone that one so many times over my both my parents were in the army and tattoos were not a thing for anybody like yeah. nobody had them and if you had one it was like oh uh yeah that's private smith he's been demoted in rank 12 times he has six <laughs> duis uh, oh yeah, he's also tattooed. So, you know, obviously because he has a tattoo, that's that was the uh, that was the common denominator for his actions there. You know, uh, ca- causation and correlation. So yeah. when I got mine, my my parents absolutely flip flipped their shit. The next day, I had the uh, a name for a doctor to remove my tattoo from my dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, we we think this is going to be a one time thing. Oh yeah, game on. And then I remember. Uh, he went to the same university I did and, and played basketball, so I was a I was a loser that didn't follow his footsteps there. But we're sitting there, and a bunch of his alumni buddies are there, and I'd just gotten another tattoo on my right arm, and I, you know, did not think anyone would notice, even though it, it went down almost to my elbow. And then I reached over for a coke for my mom, and she like saw it, and then she's never referred to my dad as my father ever. Like it's always been like, "Hey, your dad's here," and she goes, "Oh my god." Sean, show your father what you've done. <laughs> and he turns around and all of his basketball buddies turn around and, you know, they're just clearly, you know, judgy McJudger face. Dude, when I got my like half sleeve done, my dad looked at it and he goes, quote, who are you? You're not my fucking son. <laughs> well, not the fucking. He goes, quote, you're not my son. Who are you? <laughs> It's the worst. It's like no, nothing else you've done in your life has now mattered. That's the one quality that will forever be marked. I remember family friends, too, were just 
coming up to me, your parents are really disappointed. <laughs> like, oh, my parents didn't have to pay for school, so what? Yeah. Like, what what part of being 18 don't you get? Yeah, I was like, my mom's still pleased with me. Like, when I got I got some work, to, work done on my sleeve, I went home. My mom was like, did you get more work, tattoo work? And I was like, no, mom, it's the same stuff. <laughs> She's like, please, no more tattoos. Well, i tell you what. Like, <laughs> having tattoos, though, is like a huge motivator because now that like you get – you know, your left arm will never get small. You will always try to keep that left arm jacked. Your right arm, though, that's it actually looks smaller than your left arm does. Yeah, I know. So I think it is a great motivator. If you get tattoos on body parts that are clearly visible, for instance, my right shin is always going to be jacked because it says there's no reason to be alive if you can't do deadlift. I will never have a small shin calf muscle area. Hashtag John Paul. Was it Sean Paul? John Paul Sigmundson. Sigmundson. Yeah, so, like, get tattoos that you want. Um, I have a tattoo on my belly. It's, uh, like, Brock Lesnar's dagger, but it's going the other way. Like, get them. If, if that's going to keep me from getting fat, nah, I'll keep it. And I, don't, I don't care if I scare a child one day. Now, what do you think about, like, the resurgence in tattoo popularity? Do you think it's, like, because it used to be, like, a sign of counterculture and, like, saying that, like, you didn't fit in with society. But now, do you think like tattoos have gotten too mainstream now, or it kind of loses that, uh, that like allure of being kind of? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Every single fuck boy on teams in the MLS have them. Like these guys are five foot six, five foot seven, one hundred and forty-five, one hundred and fifty pounds, lean, essential runners, but they can kick a, an inflated ball around better than you know a child and so as men they get to play the sport and then they go and get these tattoos and then you see them on the field and they get in altercations and i'll tell you what this is why women's soccer's taken off because they play tough they get hit they get up they get kicked in the face they get up dudes like neymar have you know tattoos all over their arms he trips himself running and he'll roll to the opposite end of the field <laughs> and then look for the call and get up grinning like it if you have tattoos one, you shouldn't complain about like small injuries or nagging injuries. Like there, there should be still an element of being tough there. Because yeah. if you sat long enough to get that tattoo, you're probably you know dealing with a little bit of pain then that you can have you know in every other daily aspect. But also then, if you're gonna get up in someone's face, like the MLB too, all those guys have tattoos. Guy gets hit by a pitch and goes out to the pitcher, and then sits there and it's like, I'm waiting for someone to come grab me so I can say, "Hold me back, bro. Hold me back." Like. <laughs> Throw down or shut the fuck up. And that goes for all the soccer players. I love soccer, but when half the players have tattoos, it just it's not cool anymore. It's just not cool. Hashtag MLS. Yeah, so like my thing is like with comes some of the hipsters that get tattoos. Oh, the worst one is the uh, mustache on the finger. I thought that was like a basic I don't think that was like a hipster I thought that was a basic girl tattoo. No, that's like that's like every hipster that can't grow like a glorious mustache. And then the 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 arrow too, the the people that have just like an arrow. So it's like I'm, I'm always going in the direction of, you that's, know. Yeah, that's the basic white girl tattoo. Like I feel like uh, I'm sure if people have like I, I don't read it. I read like just like the ask Reddit of like every tattoo artist. What is your like least favorite tattoo? And it's always like a small bird, a small <laughs> heart. <laughs> the birds like the sw- the birds flying. A girl like, getting a single note tattoo behind her like ear uh, or the infinity sign. Oh, the infinity. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's that supposed to mean? Um, Life is like eternal and I'm always doing it right. Yeah. It's just like, like oof. 
real like basic tattoos. Well, not to but, say not to say like bad to get tattoos or basic tattoos. I think everyone gets like one bad tattoo in their life. Yeah, and then you get a bunch. But then if they're all together, it looks cool because you have yeah. a sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I have like my first tattoo was like this Chinese script, uh, done by this white dude in Delaware. Uh, and I gave it to him. And I showed him how, to, how it was supposed to look, and then what happened on my body looks nothing like Chinese. It's probably the worst tattoo I've ever, I've ever like. It wasn't even like he traced it. Well, he I can't read it. it, so I think you're good. Yeah, but, but I'm sure when you go home, your parents are really pissed. Yeah, it does not look very good. And uh, but I think everyone gets like a an alibi. Your first tattoo is never gonna be your best tattoo. I oh, feel like I had to have my tattoo redone completely on my chest i went back in after like a year the color was completely gone the lines were blown and they said oh yeah we have to redo every tattoo that this last artist did the last artist is dead uh you know he's a real good character anyway um you know his demise was one that was totally expected but they had to redo every single tattoo that came in that you know had his mark of just awful craftsmanship but like that's the thing the basic girl tattoos you know savannah you're sitting there in the chair and you're having a good conversation they're not playing death metal at anonymous and then you'll see this group of like 12 girls walk in and one of them has like the stupid little like uh what what do the brides wear what are those things called the Tiaras? not the tears that no crowns veils. veils yes thank you one of them's wearing a veil and i i'm getting married i want to get his initials and then everyone just looks up like get out like Go get a pen and just start jabbing yourself with it. <laughs> Prison tat. Like, people can do that on the street for you. This is a reputable business. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, tattoos have definitely swung the other way. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the first politician to have it. I'm going to run for president in, like, Sean. 20 years. Sean. I guarantee you, I'm not going to stand on my soapbox, like, in some, like, white dress shirt with my sleeves rolled up and a tie on i'm going to be rocking at that point cronus cronus fit's going to be sponsored by lululemon a cronus fit lululemon top and uh, i'll be in front of you know a number of our veteran sponsored gyms you know getting after it yeah grant that culture of excellence yeah i'm gonna bring back lululemon sponsor us please yeah please lulu please or uh bird dogs or uh roosevelt's yeah, pretty much any like major company, I'd I'd love free swag. Yeah, but like good swag, like if it doesn't fit right, we're not gonna wear it. And by fit right, like thinner at the waist, broader at the shoulders, tighter on the arms. And if it's shorts, like no more than a six inch inseam. Yeah, but not to say that we're gonna sell out or anything. We're yeah, we're gonna, not selling. We're out. not selling out. God, but I love my Pepsi, don't you? Yeah, I love my, <laughs> I love my Coke. <laughs> What what's your favorite type of uh, ibuprofen? Tylenol brand generic. First of all, Tylenol and ibuprofen are not the same thing. <laughs> Guys, don't take my advice on being a doctor. I've not been to school. Not the same thing. I actually didn't. I actually didn't learn this until I got to med school. The difference between Tylenol and Motrin. Yeah, PM and AM. We've got them. Okay, yeah, cough yeah. medicine. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. Oh, here's one. Uh, you know, speaking of things that are cool and, and tattoos, you go to CrossFit gyms, and uh, let's talk about like fashion, because okay. I feel like like we should just create a revolution in the fitness community about like not wearing uh, soccer socks if you're gonna go do a lift that doesn't involve picking a bar off the ground or 
uh, if you're going to wear like, uh, what are those ballet skirts that girls wear? Tutus. Tutus. When you're doing a wad, like just don't be in the same building as me. Or if you're going to, you know, sleeve up for an exercise that involves like wall balls, like that's probably questionable. Or if you're going to wear a uh, lifting belt and it's less than 90% of your one rep max, or you're not like repping out at a, you know, 60 to 80%, like why wear it? Is that just me? I mean, like I'm oh, more it's of like, just me, damn it. yeah, I think it's just you. I think you're just an asshole. I'm more of the type of personality where I'm just like, if it makes you happy, you do you. No, because I'll tell you why. At the gym that I'm currently lifting at in New York City, which, like, meets the needs, um, there's a guy in there that wears, like, Nike brand socks. He'll bring in his lifters, and you're like, okay, if, like, I didn't buy lifters until, like, I hit three plates. Like, that was, like, my min force requirement for a purchase. Um, he belts up and, like, doing lunges at 65 pounds. He's got a whoop strap on. He's got a Fitbit on. Um, he's got like an Apple watch on, like all three do the exact same thing for him at this point. Uh, he will, you know, wear wrist wraps when he does bench. Oh my God. If you're bench pressing, why are you wearing wrist wraps? If you're curling, why are you wearing wrist wraps? Build your forearm strength, guys. Build the, that stabilization strength. You're not cleaning. Okay. I know I should have worn my wrist wrap when I completely dislocated my wrist and broke it and tore the ligaments. I get it. Karma's a bitch. But I wasn't going to do that bench pressing. That's such... Look at that movement. Where's my wrist bending in that movement? Nowhere. Uh, So I don't share any of these thoughts. These thoughts are the only thoughts Cronus Fit has. 100% sponsored by 50%. I do not subscribe to to these theories. My thing is like, if it makes you happy, who gives a fuck? I guess I motivate myself at the gym because I don't take pre-workout anymore. Oh, yeah, that's another one, guys. I don't drink pre-workout because uh, I have to drink my coffee black and I can't drink pre-workout. So that's you. So if I get jacked up now from looking at others, it's because I don't have my own pre. I don't have my face tingling effect anymore. Yeah, I would say that uh, if hatred motivates you. I'm a Sith Lord. Yeah, I think uh, hatred can be a great motivator. But it might not be the best motivator long term. Yeah, well, uh, Charles Xavier used love to get Magneto to unlock his true potential. But we all know that it was hate fueling him to the dark side. So, hey, I'm not saying that hate's not a strong motivator. Listen, if I had a choice, I would go to Korriban and I would train at the Sith Academy. But I can't uh, because that's in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and a long long time ago yeah so i guess my thing is like if you can wear and do whatever makes you happy uh and it, screw what i forget what anybody else thinks about it if it makes you happy and it makes what you want it makes you perform better or you think you perform better who cares i wear a fanny pack i wear a fanny pack too like science guys yeah if two of us wear fanny packs obviously that's cool yeah, so that's, like, my big thing is, like, if it makes you happy, who cares what people think about you? Yeah, guys, I totally didn't mean any of those things I said about probably what some of you were at the gym. Yeah. Don't take that personally. I was just testing Bobby to see if he came through with the messaging that Cronus Fit's trying to inspire. Yeah. 
just do you guys and don't worry about what people think about you. Unless you're like fucked up and like not doing an exercise correctly, and then I'll probably say something correct to you. Dude, oh my god. Speaking of that, when I was at Fort Lewis, I was in the gym working out and I saw this dude squatting like two twenty five, but this guy had probably the worst form I'd ever seen in my life. Like he on his like squat on his descent, he immediately rocked forward to his toes. So he was doing like a like toes like a heels up. Was he like, in half uniform though? Like was he lifting in in uh No, but boots? at least he was in PT gear or like workout clothes, but like he was doing like you know like a was it the chair pose and yoga? Yes. When you like come up on the balls of your feet and squat down? Yes. This dude was doing that except his back was bending in half. I watched this dude unwrap 225, do a squat and I watched him like literally bend in half to the point that like he was a half circle and i was like dude you need to stop i walked up to him, i was like but this is like i think this is a good teaching point because like a lot of people like even though that they look like they don't know what they're doing um it's easier to make fun of them and like videotape them and submit it to barstool sports because it's funny but it takes a better a bigger man to walk over to them and ask them if they want help and then help them oh that's 100 percent when when i was at benning and then at carson that's like half my morning was spent doing that because if like you could show someone the correct way to deadlift maybe less weight and that transition to them not blowing their back out yeah at the end of the day like a more fit formation a more educated formation because yeah, if he takes just 10 percent of what you told him to the soldier that he works with maybe the next morning for pt then you're creating a, a chain of events that you know will keep guys from claiming 100% on their VA claim when they get out for anything but sleep apnea and erectile dysfunction. Yeah. If you're not claiming those two, then, like, did you really serve? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, if you're not getting 100% disability, did you really serve? Yeah. Did you really serve? If if you gained weight before you got out so that, you know, your breathing was labored when you went and got tested for sleep apnea, did you really serve? Probably not. But, yeah, anyways, the moral of the story is uh, if you see something wrong in the gym – Instead of making fun of somebody or uh, laughing at them, go help. Go help them. It's it's 100%. actually pretty fulfilling because most people they know they don't know what they're doing, and generally speaking, really appreciate you taking like five minutes to sit down, or to sit there and talk to them, and tell them how to improve. I don't think there's a single person that'll show up to the gym on any given day that doesn't feel a little bit insecure about the activity they're about to perform, whether it's like a new metcon or whether it's a technical skill double unders where man, if I only string five of these together and I have to do 50 to 100 for the first round of this exercise, everyone's going to see me fail. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, we talked about in the identity uh, podcast uh, a little while ago, the idea that, you know, you have to persevere and have to have this resiliency. Yeah. That's just one of the things. And so people need that pat on the back. I think if you build a culture in the gym that gets everyone in there, then you're good. And if you see people too in the gym, minus what they're wearing when I'm talking about like, dressing like an asshole but if they're in there and they're like clearly out of shape like they should never be given a hard time if you have an opportunity to go help them like it's better in there than not doing anything at all like someone had the courage to walk in knowing that i don't look like the ideal figure that i want to be but i aspire to do the same things they are so like guys in the next week if you go to the gym Find that one guy that you can impart some knowledge that you might have. Don't do it in an obnoxious way or like prey on their failures, but just go up and ask them how they're doing with their lifts. Tell them that like what they're doing is great. 
uh, nine times out of ten, that person's day is probably going to be made, and they're going to be more motivated the next day to get in and get yeah, after it. Absolutely, I like the when when I do that, I always like to open it up. Like my saying is like, "Hey, do you want some pointers?" And that's how yeah. I how I lead into it, and then like go in. Uh, first of all, that kind of gauges whether or not if they're even receptive to you, because some people like don't care. No, and like even, you might be telling them pointers, but they don't give a shit. So that's my first thing is like, hey, do you want some pointers or uh, I noticed you're doing this. Do you want some pointers or any advice? Yeah, guys. And this is also not like the pickup line that you're watching on your Internet videos where someone's walking up yeah. to like an attractive person Please. saying, do you want some pointers? Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you for coming over. God, dear God, do not be that guy. That don't walks be that up. dude. Please do not be that guy that walks. And when you get room. water too, don't act like you're lifting the wall. Yeah. You just grab You're just pushing a little button. Yeah. Just grab some water. Talking to my girlfriend who goes to like a regular global gym, that is her biggest pet peeve is that guys will walk up to her and give her unsolicited advice. Oh, it's I that's infuriating. I would uh it's like she should just have a, a video out on constant roll of you, like a, of stock footage of squatting, you know, uh jerking the bar, bicep curls if they didn't catch it on, you know, our Cronus Fit YouTube series that came out. Yeah. Hashtag check out YouTube. Hashtag uh, operator program. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's, like, I think that's, like, I guess if you take anything away from this podcast is to be a good person and take the time out and help somebody out. No, be a good dude. No matter what you do in your life, I think, and we make light of life a lot, but really enjoy it. I mean, it's if, if you look at it from the perspective that we are on a giant rock hurtling through space our galaxy is separating from the other galaxies, uh, and we are forever going to not be remembered in space and time. Like, just enjoy the the limited time that you have going around the sun. Find co- connections with the people around you that are meaningful, and then take advantage of opportunities. If that means like being a, a yes man, yes woman, then do that for the period that you can control. Because it's just you never know when things will change in your life. Um, for guys that have been in units um, that, you know, see what that really means um, through sacrifice, you know, they understand, but it just goes back to really being appreciative of the moments that you have and making other people around you happy because you get one opportunity to do this thing right. Absolutely. Hashtag carpe diem. I, I don't speak Russian. Right. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap up this podcast. Hope you guys learned a little bit of uh, from us bullshitting for a little bit. Uh, probably not as informative or educational as some of our other podcasts. but Definitely on fashion, though. Yeah, definitely. We had at least had one takeaway to be a good dude. Don't, <laughs> slash wear, don't wear knee sleeves unless you're squatting. Yeah, good dude slash do dead, not to be discriminatory. Birkenstocks are coming back. Grab them while they're hot. Uh, I think that I think actually Birkenstocks are on the way out now. The Jesus Sandals... Or I think that was the last time we were the Jesus Sandals. I think we missed out. No. Anyways, I'll catch you guys later. Find us online at coronasfit.org, Instagram at coronasfit, or email us hq at coronasfit.org. Check us out for the weekly dispatch on the podcast or Brain Bobby for all information pertinent to you, your friends, and the world. And leave us a review. Let us know what we can do better, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, We'll take all our criticisms to heart and try to get better each and every day. So long as you're not the guy wearing a belt squatting 95 pounds. Who cares? Peace!